Hey everyone, welcome to Two Lap Shootout, sponsored by Your Fielder's Choice. Um, this is the Cup Series NASCAR podcast. Um, Cup or Two Lap Shootout is uh, the second name we're previewing for our podcast name. Um, so if you like this one, let us know on Twitter or in our chat room, and, and hopefully by this time next week, we'll have a, a name for our podcast moving forward. Um, but as always, I'm joined once again by a special guest, um, longtime VIP of our chat room at Daily Fantasy Sports. Excuse me. Your Fielder's Choice. We used to be Daily Fantasy Sports. I apologize. Um, <laughs> your Fielder's Choice. Um, Eric, how you doing today, man? I'm doing great, Chris. That's when I started was, uh, was back then. So it's kind of nostalgia. Yeah, a little OG there for sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm doing good today. Don't even know where that came from as we yeah. haven't had that name since last year. As like right when COVID hit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, for but, sure, hit us hit us up as we try to figure out a name for this podcast. I mean, um, you know, hit me up on Twitter at dwilddfs. Let me know what you think and. Hit us up in the Discord. We're going to try and get a name for this podcast as we continue to think on. We, we started it last week. We enjoyed it, and we're moving forward. They can hit you up on, on Twitter, too, right? Yeah, at DFS Dude. Um, yeah, it's kind of funny, but it was all I had at the time when I made it, and <laughs> no point in switching now. So um, at DFS Dude is my Twitter. Um, but anyway, we're, we're jumping into the Cup Series. This will be the third race this weekend at Las Vegas. Um, it's a three o'clock Eastern start time, so that would make it what noon, or is that eleven in Las Vegas? Noon. Yep. So you know, midday, earlier race than normal. Um, I did see on Twitter that they're going to do um, tech the night before, and then impound the cars um, since it's such an early race. So keep that in mind. We'll know how these cars, if anybody fails or anything, the night before, which gives us plenty of time to build lineups instead of a few hours before lock. Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you right there with a the question. This is something I always always wondered as a, as a NASCAR DFS player. When you get someone that goes to the back, like say for example Hamlin last week, he was on the pole, failed, had to go to the back of the pack to start out. When do you make the decision to say I don't want that guy in my lineup now that he's in the back, or when do you just hold the line and you keep him in and you know that he's gonna get fast laps come back up and he's going to finish okay uh it, it, it depends it, it depends on the driver so like looking at this week's field let's say michael mcdowell starting fifth he fails tech i mean first of all i'm probably not playing him but mm-hmm. if let's say i let's say i was playing him at, at 6k starting fifth and he falls to the back because he fails i'm probably i don't see him really getting back up there the only way mcdowell stays in the top 10 is starting fifth or there's a lot of wrecks so it just it all depends on the racetrack, the driver, where they're starting. Like if Kevin Harvick drops to the back, I think I'm still going to be on him. <clears throat> Excuse me, um, because he's going to get fast laps. Um, last week there was a competition caution, so that played a huge, huge factor in the mm-hmm. Hamlin Hamlin thing. Because um, the competition caution, Hamlin would go from dead last to probably 23rd, and then after that next restart, probably gets back into the top 10, and then his days going like normal. So it just it all depends on the driver, who it is, where we are, um, and where they're starting. So like if someone say like I don't know, like Matt De Benedetto, he's starting thirtieth. If he falls to the back, I mean hell, I'm still gonna be on him. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? He's only losing ten spots, he can get those ten spots back pretty quickly. So it just it just there's a lot of different factors that go into it. Yeah, I try to tell people situ- 
hey, I try to tell people in our chats, you know, hey, I'm still on this guy, even though he's in the back, or hey, you know, I was 60% on Hamlin, now I'm down to 30% on Hamlin because he moved to the back, something like that. I, I try to always keep people informed of what's going on. Yeah, a lot of factors going there. It's definitely, definitely something that's situational, as you know, depending upon the driver, depending upon the track. Um, so that's definitely, but the information, I, I appreciate you sharing that, but we're here in Las Vegas, we're going to go 267 laps in this half, the stages out to 80 and 80. We're going to finish with 107 laps to, to finish this race. So what are you thinking? This is going to be a dominator race, two dominators. What, what's your initial thoughts? Um, I think it's going to be a two dominator race. <clears throat> what were the laps again? I'm sorry. Uh, 80 on each stage, and then we end with 107. Okay, so yeah, I think it's going to be a two-dominator race. There are some good guys in the back, not like last week. Um, so we're really going to have to dig deep, and probably that mid-7, 8K range is going to be very popular this week, along with one dominator. Um, there's a few guys that I like that I could see leading. Um yeah, there, this is this is just it's not like last week where there were the clear obvious plays in the back like William Byron. Mm-hmm. Like I was all I had ninety percent William Byron last week. I was yep. all over mm-hmm. William Byron. All in. Um, you know, um, so he, I was so much on William Byron last week that I even uh, on my NASCAR spending week this week I even bought a T-shirt of William Byron. I bought like seven different <laughs> shirts this week and they're all starting to arrive. Um, my favorite drivers retired and Clint Boyer. So now I'm just a general NASCAR fan. So I bought Chris Busher's shirt, Truex Jr., William Byron. You know, I just, I just got a bunch of guys' different shirts so I can wear during the week and, and wear on Sundays. And, and I think what I might do is I might get a driver, every driver, and each week I'm going to wear the driver's shirt that I think is going to win. There you go. There you go. So maybe we can start doing a live chat and everybody can see what shirt I'm wearing and then know who I'm picking to win. They'll the know race. who you're picking to win. You're giving away right away. I mean, you, yep. you did miss out on the best shirt, but, you know, we'll leave that for another day. I mean, I did I did call William Byron to win last week. You did. You, you did get that call right. That's right. And it, was on, the, and was, it, and it was on the pod, so we have, we have audio evidence that I did call William Byron to win that race last week. We do have – we have – yeah, you're right. You had – I had Truex, you had Byron. So, unfortunately, so, but, neither of our sneaky plays came through. We'll <laughs> dive into this one and see uh, – See if we can get a little bit better this week. So you got yeah. Harvick on the pole. How are you liking him this weekend? I mean, it's Kevin Harvick. When he's on the pole, he's on the pole. I mean, he's going to lead laps. He's going to do what Kevin Harvick does. The only problem with Kevin Harvick and really anybody on the pole is the pole sitters have not been very good since COVID started. Um, we haven't really seen the dominating performances from the pole sitters recently. Um I mean, Harvick finished 10th and 8th last year, 2nd and 4th the year before, and back in 2018, he has a win. So he, he's very good here. Problem is, if he doesn't lead laps and he falls back, say, to 7th place, he's not going to hit value. I think he's a good GPP play. I'm not jamming him into cash games. Um, maybe I will. I don't know. I haven't really built anything yet. But um, as of right now, my first look, uh, I like him for GPP, but not for cash. Yeah, the one thing I noticed, I, I watched that race from the spring of last year when he finished eighth uh, he led 92 laps there and he had a dominant car but the problem with harvick was his car was dominant in the short and the long run he couldn't he couldn't hold off anybody coming up behind him so that was his problem 
last year. I don't know if it's the same this year, but he had that short run speed, but he couldn't hang in the line. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, yeah, no, that, that's good. Good pointing out right there. Um, excuse me. Last week's race winner, William Byron, will be starting second. This is not a good racetrack for him. Um, he has one top 10, and that's it. He has a lot of really bad finishes here. Um, can he break it this week? Maybe. He's got a really good car still. Um, I bet they kind of come with the same setup they had last week, maybe a little bit different, as it's a little bit different of a track. I just, even in GPP, I don't really see, I don't really see him hitting value, to tell you the honest truth. He's going to have to lead some laps. He can't fall back. I, I think I'm going to, I mean, as much as I like William Byron this week, I think I'm going to have to be off of him for DFS. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not on Byron at all. He's he's almost somebody I'm just going to cross off right away. I I don't even know if I would have a small percent of maybe. I mean, if MME, of course you have some, but um, I don't see him leading laps. Actually, I see the person right behind him as the person that's going to get out in front and lead early on. So I would be more on him than I would be on on Byron. And who's that? Who are you on besides Byron? Kyle, Kyle Larson. I, I like Larson a lot this week. I I've seen kind of a resurgence since he's come back he's he's running really well running really strong um, i think he's got the car this week he's starting third so if he can get out ahead of harvick ahead of byron there at the start of the race i think he gets out and he gets us some of those those dominator points to start off and at 9400 you know ultimately i can see a, a top five you know maybe up into the maybe he, he's the one that that takes this race maybe it's his first one I think that he's the one that I'm I'm keying in on right from the start. Yeah, no, I mean that that's a good call. I like him. Um, good track history. Yeah, he he really does. He's got um, ninth, eighth, second, third, and a twelfth place finish. Didn't race here last year in the fall because he was suspended for some stupid comment he made. But you, you know we won't go into that. <laughs> um, so. You know, he, he's in a good spot. I, I really like that. Um, the key with the key with Larson is he's going to have to, excuse me, he's going to have to win. I mean, he's going to have to lead some laps. Um, so I do like that call very much. I could definitely see him winning. But right behind him, though, is another guy who's very, very good here. Um, in Truex, he's got a win here in 2019 in the fall. But if you want to look at his spring races, he's finished 8th and 20th and 4th. Um, so, you know, not the best finishes, but, I mean, Truex is always in play, always going to have a fast car. Um, what do you think about Truex here? Yeah, Truex, I mean, he's got two wins at this track, you know, back in 2017, 2019. Uh, he, as I mentioned in the last podcast, he, he knows how to run these mile and a half. And if he can just keep his nose nose out of trouble, um, I think that he's going to be another one that's going to be up top. He's, you know, Having a tough time decide. I know the prices are different um, between him and Larson, but those are the two that I've been going back and forth with starting my lineup out. Uh, not sure where I'm going to land yet, but I think it's going to be on one of those two. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I, I like Truex. Um, I mean, some some positive things about Truex this year is he has finished 25th, 12th, and 3rd. So, you know, he's getting better each week. Um, I can see definitely this could be the week he takes the win. 
He's normally pretty good here. So I, I like Truex at 11K. If you're going to play him, you're, you're pretty much going to be looking in the 7, 8K range after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so Denny Hamlin's next at 9,200. What are your thoughts on him? Denny is Denny. I'm quietly becoming a, a fan of, of his lately. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what it is. Maybe it's just his personality. Maybe it's his consistency, just how he runs. But Denny is just the guy that always stands out to me as he's always in play, you know, because the weeks that I don't play him, he's the one who goes out, leads 100 plus laps and wins the race and wrecks my lineups. So (laughs) I think this week with him starting sixth, you know, I guess it's kind of in that Kyle Larson range. He would probably be the pivot off of Kyle Larson. He's done. Yeah. I think, so I think 90, even starting fifth, I think 9,200 is too cheap for him, um, if you want my opinion. Finished third here last year in the fall, 17th in the spring. You know, hasn't had very good finishes here, but, um, I mean, sixth place, 9,200. That's just, I think it's too cheap. Um, I don't know if you're going to go as far as to jam him into cash with Truex or, or you know, Kyle Busch or Joey Logano or somebody like that. But, I mean, he's definitely in play today or Sunday. Yeah, led 121 laps in that last race. So, I, I think he's definitely got potential to him. I have to, I have to back off my Larson call here. I like, I like this Hamlin, the way he's looking. Yep, no, I, I agree 100%. Um, so, moving on down, Kurt Busch at 7th at 8,100. He won here last year. Um, this is his home track along with his brother, Kyle. Um so, you know, anytime these two guys come here, they got a bunch of family, they have a good time. You know, he, he he's strictly in play just because it's a home track and he likes racing here. Um, GPP only. I just thought he would he should be mentioned because it's his home track. Um, and here comes the most disappointing driver of last week, Chase Elliott. I was um, really, really heavy on Chase Elliott. He was in my main few lineups and... He just he, – he couldn't get his car going off the truck, and he looked slow. Finished uh, – what did he finish last week? 14th. So, you know, I'm going to need something better out of this this week. He's probably going to be chalky. I'm sorry. He finished – yeah, 14th. Um, he's probably going to be chalky because even if you don't know NASCAR, you know Chase Elliott. Mm-hmm. He's very popular. He's probably the most popular driver on in NASCAR. Yeah, he's uh that's exactly what I was gonna say. It's it's a name recognition thing and, and as soon as somebody sees Chase Elliott, they're you know, starting eighth, the thought process is it's Chase Elliott. He's got seven spots to gain when he wins this race. So one of the first drivers I think people are gonna click in is gonna be Chase Elliott. Yeah, ten six. Good price on him, so I think people are gonna go there. Um I mean out of all honesty, I like everybody in the top 10 minus McDowell. <laughs> I, mean, mm-hmm. I can I can see a path for every single one of these guys to lead laps to win this race. Um that's why that's why I think it's a it's a two dominator race. So yeah and I think uh I think ultimately one of my I know I said Larson but now that I'm looking at it again I, I think one of my favorite plays is gonna be an Alex Bowman. What do you think about him this weekend? I mean, he's pretty good here. He's got a few top tens. Got a good fast car. He's in the forty. No, what was he in? He's in Jimmy Johnson's car. He's in. The, yeah, he's in the forty-eight. Thank you, forty-eight. I was gonna say forty-two, and that wasn't right. Right. Um, the forty-eight. Always a good car. 
what does he finish? Two top tens this year and 35th at Daytona, so you don't really count that one. Don't really count the road course. So a ninth place finish. I was high on him last week, and he didn't come through like I thought he would. Um, he's in the solid spot. I mean, ninth place doesn't offer a ton of place differential, but he does have a cheap enough price to where I think I could go to him, even though I think I'd rather go Denny Hamlin for 400 more over Alex Bowman. I can see that. I can definitely – I just – it's one of those gut feelings, you know, at least one of those drivers you just can't get away from, like Austin Dillon was for me last week. Just somebody I'm keying in on. I could be wrong and burn me, but I think uh, he's finished 5th, 13th, 6th, 11th. I think he's I think he's got some potential here. I'm not saying he's going to make my main lineup, but he's definitely going to be in some of my GPPs for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. He, he's got it. I mean, he's got the talent in the car to lead laps, so he's definitely in play. Um, moving down to Brad K, 10-3, starting 10th. Very good driver here. Penske cars. I think we were talking about it earlier this week. Um, all three of the Penske cars. I mean, if, if you're if you're running a uh, a team stack this week, which is not typically what you do in NASCAR, but if you're doing it this week, um, the team to look at. Granted, they're all over 10k, but the team to look at is the Penske cars. They're all fast. Mm-hmm. They're all good. They're all great drivers here. Um, we'll get to Joey later. I really like Joey, but um, Brad Keselowski. He's probably out of the three. He's probably my third favorite. But I mean, I can see it. I can see a win. I can see him take the lead. I can see all kinds of things from Brad at ten. What do you think? You never know with Brad. He always runs that different pit strategy than everybody else. And just when you think he's he's running the back of the pack and and he's out, you know, the next thing you know, he's on a different pit strategy. He's up front. They catch that caution. They're in the lead and they take the race. So that's yeah, something. It didn't, I always, yeah. it didn't work out last week. <laughs> no, it did not. It didn't work out. Last more often than not, he's he's kind of like Kyle Busch. I, I hardly ever roster him, um, but then when I don't, I always regret it. And I, and I see them up there leading the race, or they're taking advantage of the good strategy. So, but I like him. I like him where he's starting. But I agree with you. I think he's he's my third favorite of Penske racers. I know when, when everything came out, I think one of the first messages I sent to you was Team Penske. So I think they're I think they're in a solid spot this weekend. Yep, nope, I, I agree 100%. Um, moving on down the list, we can skip a few guys. We'll go down to Kyle Busch at 14, 11, 4. I just, I can't play him without practice. I don't care where he's starting. I'm just, I'm not playing Kyle Busch unless we have practice. Um, he can't get his car right off the truck. He can't do it. Um, I, I just, I can't do it. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll play him in trucks, but um, in the Cup Series, I mean, we saw it all last year. He just, he didn't win anything last year. He was, it was like he was broken. He couldn't, you're right. He didn't have that practice. He couldn't fix his car. It took him too much time to fix it during the, during the race. So he got lucky in the clash and won that with that last, last lap, last lap wreck. But I don't know if I'm going to have any exposure to Kyle Busch, even in GPPs. I mean, I might have a little, and here's why, because the, and it's, it's kind of weird if you think about this, but the, the trucks run a lot more similar to the Cup Series than the Xfinity Series does. And with Kyle Busch running trucks on Friday night, gets him a little time behind the wheel. It you know, gets him back used to the track. Maybe he uses that as his practice. Um, you know, who – I mean, I don't really know, but I just – I can't put him in my main – I mean, hell, I can't even put him in my main, like, five lineups. He's, nah. he's really far back. It's his home track. That's another reason maybe to play him, but – 11-4, I think he's the most expensive driver on the slate. 
Kyle? Uh, yeah. Yes, he is. He is. Yeah, 11 so for I, 600 I, more than Blake. See, I just I couldn't do it. Um, I think I think there's other guys in better spots um, that you that you'd much rather go to there. And one of those guys that were in a better spot, um, starting one spot behind him, Joey Logano. I mean, Joey's had two wins here in his last four races, um, both of them in the spring race. That's that's actually kind of key. Mm-hmm. Um, he's very good at spring race in Las Vegas. Um, so keep that in the back of your mind. Starting, where is he? I lost him. 15th, 15th. at 10K. 10K, I mean, I really like Joey Logano here. Yeah, I, he was he was one of the guys that um, I think I mentioned to you early on was was one of my favorites here, especially starting fifteenth. And like you said, I mean, this is a spring race. You know, they race two races here, and and in the spring races, like you said, the past two years, he's finished first. You know, started tenth, finished first, and started fifth and finished first. We've got some a decent amount of. He's even the races he hasn't finished, he's led laps. You know, he's led eighty six, one hundred and five, fifty four. So he's definitely. One that really enjoys this track, and I can see him. I can see him being one of the top, you know, two or three in this race come Sunday. Yep. Nope. I, I agree. He's he's he he would be. He's one of my top cash plays for sure. Um, moving on, Christopher Bell. Yeah, he won the road course, but nah, skip mm-hmm. that guy. Um, no one likes playing wreck house, but, but um, and, I, and I know we joke about it saying wreck house, but I mean, the guy is a good racer. He just pushes it too far. Not playing him either. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on down. I really, honestly, I mean, I was on this guy last week and he, he kind of burned me, but a uh, Cole Custer at 20th position, 6,500. I mean, I, I really, I like, I like his upside. His price is cheap enough to where I like him. I could see a top 15 top. 12 finish out of him and, and that's all you're really looking for at his price 6500 i think i haven't really looked at ownership anything right now but i could see cole custer being pretty chalky yeah i mean what do you he's you know racing with stewart haas stewart haas car not shown the dominance and the speed that they have in the past does that give you any pause or concern with cole or even even any of the other three that are running under under stewart haas no no i mean yeah i mean so i saw something last week maybe it was something like that where all these smaller teams i.e um michael mcdowell those kind of teams these these number three cars for these other teams or two cars they're they're all starting to get to the point to where they're all pretty much even because the top tier teams aren't putting as much money into their cars because we're going to that next gen car next year. Mm-hmm. So these, these cheaper, these smaller teams are able to get better parts, better engines, better, whatever you want to say, whatever they need to get for their car. They're starting to get better equipment. So they're making everybody, it's, it's making everybody a little bit more on an even playing field this year because these bigger teams aren't throwing as much money into their equipment, knowing that next year we're going to a completely different car. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I don't really worry about it. I think it's more so that the rest of the field is catching up to these big teams. And so, like, Cole Custer's not the number one, number one car on this team. You know, he's in the second or third best car. Mm-hmm. So these these smaller teams are starting to catch up to him. Um, I still like him. I think he's got plenty of upside here at starting 20th at 6,500. Um, he's someone that I really, like, when pricing came out and saw his price, 6,500, I was like, it's a really solid, solid value on him. I mean, hell, if he gets 10th place this weekend, he's returning you at 6500 mm-hmm. so he's got to get 10 spots and, and you're looking at seven times return 
Yeah, I think I think he's in a good spot too. I was just messing around with the lineup, and I fell right to sixty five hundred, so he he would fit nicely into that. Yep, exactly. I agree. Um, where are we going next? Um, Ross Chastain's my least favorite driver in the entire <laughs> NASCAR. You will never see me play him. Um, even you should have played him last week. week. Should have played him uh, last week. I will never play him. I tried to mm. talk you into it. You wouldn't do it. You wouldn't do it. Um, I never will play him. Um, he's my least favorite driver. Um, you know, I will never, never click his name. I don't care if he's starting dead last and he's a thousand dollars. You know what? <laughs> I will lose that week, or I just won't play. Oh um, man. <laughs> Last week showed me a lot on Daniel Suarez and this yep. team. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I mean, 6,100 starting 22nd. He's got a 15th and a 16th place finish. Um, I love him. think he's a great play. Great everything. This team great is price. really competing. Yeah, great. Pr- I mean, just everything about him is good. Um, give me as much. I mean, don't. Don't go crazy, but give me as much Daniel Suarez as I can get at sixty one hundred. Mm-hmm. I agree. I, I, he's he's taken major steps, you know, over the past since over the past two years. You know, when he was at Stuart Haas and then independent last year, just the the transformation that you've seen. I wouldn't click on his name the past two years, and now he's he's one of the first guys I look to see where his price is, and oh, okay, he's going to fit real nice. You know, sixty one hundred starting twenty second. Hard to look past that one. I mean, if he gains, if he gains six spots, so it'll be a top sixteen finish. He's going to get five point five return value. Mm-hmm. If he gets, you know, six or seven, you know, gets seven eight spots, gets top fifteen, you're looking at six, almost seven times value there. Um, it's a great price for him at seventy one hundred. He's one of my favorite cheapies on the slate. Uh, moving down, Bubba Wallace hasn't shown anything in this new team car. Um, here's the thing on Bubba, I got to mention though, um, Bubba is not a good driver when it comes to pressure. And he is under a ton of pressure because yeah. he has Michael Jordan as an owner. Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan doesn't like to lose. And if Bubba doesn't get his butt in gear, Bubba's going to be out of the sport before the end of the year or at the end of the year. Um, that's just my personal opinion. He's going to have to pick. He's going to, he's going to have to, he's got to stop finishing 26, 22nd. He's going to have to get top tens, top five here, there, or, I think this experiment with this 23 car with Bubba is going to be short-lived. Yeah, at some point it becomes the driver, not the car, right? You know, yep, before uh, it, was, it was it was in the 43, he just doesn't have the equipment. He, he doesn't have the right car, doesn't have the right setup. You know, he wasn't being successful there. Now he's in the 23, much better setup with Jordan and Hamlin. You know, and he's just, he's not performing. I expected a whole lot that from him this year, and I'm just not seeing it. You know, you're you're not the only one. I've I've seen plenty of other tweets out there and stuff that people people are feeling the same way you are. Bubba might not make it through this year. I mean, I mean, you, I know you say you know you it's the it's the car. It's not always the car. I mean, Eric Jones has been driving the 43 pretty good this year. Um, he's just had some bad luck. I mean, Eric Jones might be one of the most unluckiest drivers on the on the Cup Series. Um, but I mean, he has a you know a, a 19th place finish. No, sorry, a 14th place finish at the road course. Um, 27th last week, 39th in Daytona because he got in that wreck. But I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm not playing Bubba until he shows me something, um, and and he's showing nothing. So that, I think we spent too much time on Bubba. But yep. I thought I'd go ahead and 
say that about him that I just I think his NASCAR career is is literally on the line this year. Mm-hmm. So anyway, moving on down, Chase Briscoe took over my favorite driver's car, number fourteen. I actually bought his shirt along with the rest of the shirts I bought. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, just kind of blew some money this week. Saw that um, come. Yeah, and and you know he's solid driver, twenty four, seventy four hundred dollars. I think there's other guys, you know, that I like a little bit more. If you land there, I'm okay. Maybe a top fifteen, you know. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to yeah. think about him right now, this early I mean, in the week. I know it's Friday afternoon, but I still have two days. I can still, you know, you still got driver comments that are coming out this weekend and everything else. And I've actually put a lot of, nope, even though there's no practice, you still put a lot of, you, you listen to what the drivers say. You know what I mean? If they come mm-hmm. out and say, well, we're going to have a completely different setup than last week. We didn't like how the car fell, blah, 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 blah. Then you might, I might be a little bit more on Briscoe because I think he had trouble last week. Only got to 18th place. So, He's someone that's a wait and see for me. Um, you know, like I said in the Xfinity Series art, uh, podcast, um, that article will be telling on who I am on and who I am not on. So just wait for that Cup Series article to drop. Yeah, I think, and I think with Briscoe, you know a lot more about NASCAR than I do, but when I see Briscoe running back there and he's got Garrett Smithley ahead of him, you know, something's just not right because he's in that Clint Boyer 14 and you know better than anybody does how well that car is and how good it can be. So I, I don't know if it's a learning curve for him or what it is. Again, like I said, you know it better than I do. I have my reservations about him, and he's definitely going to have to have to prove it to me before I think about rostering him. But he has potential, yes, but I'm going to have to see it before I'm, I'm wanting to put him on my roster. Yeah, no, I, I agree 100%. That's why I, I need to do a little bit more diving into him this over the weekend um, when I put the kids to bed. But anyway, a little too much time on Briscoe. Even though I like him, you know, he's kind of a wait-and-see <laughs> wait option. I probably won't be wearing his shirt come Sunday. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think, um, I think as, we look, as we look down here, there's probably what? four, maybe five more drivers. We'll just skip some of these guys that don't seem to have much relevance in our lineups. Um, yeah, but yeah, the first one to touch on is Ryan Blaney there sitting at 26. 26, 10K, great play. You know, pair him with Joey, and you're, you're looking at place differential plus dominator point potential. He's got two top fives in his last three races here. He never won. I don't think he's won here. Um, still Blaney. a good play. No. Yeah, has he won here? No, he has not won here. He started from the pole once, but... Um, Average finishes eight, but he's so, yet to win. So Blaney is having a rough season. He's having some shitty luck too. He got, he got. He, I thought he got through the Daytona wreck on lap fourteen. He got hit, got knocked in the grass, and it killed his car. And the last two, I mean, he just, just he ran real good at the clash and everything else. Um, just bad luck right now. So his luck, he's in for some good luck to happen to him. So I really like him at twenty six. Um, Moving on, because I'm not going to spend a ton of time on him. Anthony Alfredo, another cheapie. Just know he's probably only going to gain three to five spots. Um, 5,600. You're not looking for much more. Um, moving down, your favorite driver, um, Amarola. 8,600, starting 28. Um, what do you think about him as being the Amarola fan? Uh, I like Amarola. I don't like him in this race. Um, I think he's got some potential to move and, and to gain a little bit, but 
this is not one of his better tracks. I mean, if you look, he's got an average finish of about, you know, 14. He's never led any laps. Um, so all in all, I'm not on Amarola as much. If you land there, I think he's, he's fine. But he's 8'6". There's other plays that I like there a little bit better than him. So I don't know that I'm going to be on Eric outside of my obligatory one GPP that I have to have him in every year I get kicked out of his fan club. So uh, what do you think? Yeah, I, I wish he was $500 cheaper, and then I'd be mm-hmm. all over him. Yeah. Because um, mm-hmm. even if he gains 16 positions, so that's a top 12 finish, he's only at five five times return to value. Yeah. Um. So you're going to need a top 10 for him to hit that six-time value, which I think is going to be – I mean, he could do it. Don't get me wrong. He's done it – has he done it here in the past? He's done it here top in the past, 50. but it's been, yeah. it's been a couple years. Yeah. Um, he has it. Not recently. And, you know, it's it's so, one of those heart-over-head bets, you know. Exactly. I, I, my heart says that he could he could take it and be top five, but, you know, you've got to be smart about it and just see how he's run past here and how he's been running this year. And I don't know that I see, you know, much of – I don't even know if he gets in top 15 this weekend. Fortunately, it hurts yeah. me to say it, but I just don't know. No, I, I agree 100%. I mean, I mean, I mean, I'd much rather play, and I hate, I hate, 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 hate playing chalky Eric Jones, but I mean, 7,100 <laughs> starting 29th. I mean, when Eric Jones is chalk, it never pays off, but he's chalk this week. 7,100 gives you a lot of flexibility in your lineups. I think you just got to go as far as say, just go ahead and lock in Eric Jones at 7,100 in cash. It's, it's got to turn around for I mean, he's he's too good of a driver to to keep finishing the way that he is. I mean, he's twenty seventh, fourteenth, thirty ninth. He's he's gonna have to turn it around. I think this is probably the the race for him to do it. You know, I I think you're right. I think we just lock him into cash right away, and we kind of Matt D too expensive. He's probably gonna be chalky, but I can tell you right now, I'm not paying nine thousand dollars for Matt DiBenedetto. De- I don't even see him getting a top fifteen. He even if he gets a top fifteen, he's only bringing in less than five return value. I am not playing him at nine k. That is my hard stance of the week. You can play him in cash games if you want, as he's going to be chalky starting thirtieth. But I'm not doing it. I would much rather go down to number thirty three, Corey Lejoy at sixty three hundred. His car is shit, but he can get up some spots, and I can see a top twenty out of him. So. Rest of the guys that we have not mentioned, thirty-one through thirty-eight, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, just not, no, not even interested in them. I mean, Corey LaJoy, I'm still not thrilled about. But if I had to pick between Matt D and Corey LaJoy, I know it sounds crazy as they're three thousand dollars off. I'm going Corey LaJoy. He's got a safer floor, more upside in my opinion. Um, he doesn't even need a. He barely needs a top twenty-five to return five times value. Where Matt D needs a top twelve to get five mm-hmm. to get to five. So I mean. Give me, give me, um, give me Corey LaJoy over, over Matt D. Um, yeah, I you can know, see, see LaJoy hit top 25. I get to see the joy hit 25. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, I mean, Matt D is going to be popular. And if you, I mean, hell, I was wrong last week, but, um, I'm very, I feel very strong about that. I feel stronger about this play than I do about fading Tyler Reddick last week. Um, that I'm fading Matt D. I probably, if running, I run somewhere between 20 and 50 lineups a weekend. I probably will only have him in 5% or less um, of 20 to 50 lineups. So with yeah, he's, that said, he's, he's finished He's um, finished second, Matt DiBenedetto, the past two races. But before that, he was always in, in the 20s. So 
Yeah, I, I think it was more of the COVID and things like that. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not putting a whole lot of stock into that. No. I, if if I if I really want to, I'll go back and I'll look at the races and I'll see where he ran most of the time. I guarantee you, it was probably in the 18 to 20 range, and then he did a pit cycle and got up to the top near the end and did very well. Yep. Yeah. So, um, but with that said, um, who do you like to win this race? Um, I'm glad you came to me first. Good feeling. I'm a guy. So we're going, we're going all the way back to the 15th place. Spot. We're going to take uh, Mr. Logano to take the checkered flag this weekend. All right. I like that call. Joey, he's won the last two spring races here. I... <sighs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Teammate. Um, I, I mentioned it earlier that his luck has got to turn around at some point. Um, and once again, I bought his shirt. Um, so I'll probably be rocking a Ryan Blaney T-shirt on Sunday. Um, nice. I'm gonna go with go with Ryan Blaney to uh, pull off the win from the 26th starting spot. Yeah, he, uh, was, he was on. my he was my second guy. He was the second guy I was. Gonna if you took Joey from me, I was going with Ryan. So we're on the same page here. All right. Well, what's your sneaky play of the day? So my sneaky play of the day, I'm going to go with uh, – I'm going to go on a limb. It's it's kind of risky, but um, I think that Alex Bowman gets it done. I think Alex Bowman is going to give me a top three finish this weekend. Alex Bowman, top three. That's good. I'm going to go – this one right here is just my – dislike for Matt D. I'm going to say Matt D doesn't even get a top 20 finish, but that's not my sneaky play of the day. I just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> um, my sneaky play of the day, and I'm, I'm, I mean, I, I believe in this number 14 car. I'm going to go chase Briscoe top five. Wow. Wow, Briscoe in the top five after what we said about him. That's bold. Yeah, I mean, I, I know what this car can do. Um, I don't know. I think, I think that he just he he can he can do something. I don't know. Um, I think I, I think he'll I think he'll be low owned. He'll I think he's gonna be low owned after what he did last week. I think he's gonna be low owned. So that might be uh that might be what differentiates us differentiates us. In well, he games. he won he won the two races last year at this mm-hmm. case, at the at this course at course wow at this track in Xfinity. Um, you know he he won the spring and the fall race yep. here. He knows how to drive it here. He's going to get back to a track that's um, a little bit more comfortable for him, I should say. But anyway, he won the last two races here. Um, I think he's going to be okay. I think he'll figure it out in this 14 car. Here we go. He's got five races here, two two wins, two top tens, two top fives, three wins. I like him. His average... average, um, Finish here as a top ten, so so give me Chase Briscoe top five. I like it. I like it. You're you're talking me onto some Chase Briscoe. We might have to continue this conversation off to see because he, like I said, he might be that guy that sneaks in. You get some of the, the chalk. He's the guy that you sneak in that differentiates us from everybody else and puts us on the top. Exactly. So, um, with that all said, um, I think we are done here. I think I'm going to go uh, shower and get ready to go to the doctor to get my Breathing problems figured out, as as um, you guys haven't noticed, because I've been muting myself. But every now and then, I'm having a hard time catching my breath. So, <laughs> well, well, we um, we appreciate you. Uh, you muscled through. This is our our third podcast. Where we're talking about NASCAR, so appreciate all the insight and you, you know, working through the the illness. Hopefully, everything goes well when you go to the doctor. 
Yep, and just just be on the lookout. Cup Cup uh, article will probably be out tomorrow night um, at some point Saturday night. So just be on the lookout for that. That's going to have a little bit more in depth look at the Cup races and and plays that I like. And um, if you have nothing else to add, good luck, everybody. Hope to see you in the green. Make sure you you join us over at Your Fielder's Choice for twenty five for or twenty five dollars off um, the month of March. So yeah, you got it. Look for the look for Chris's articles. Cheat sheets in the works. I know we got that coming soon. That's going to be a, a a huge help for us. And you know, ask questions in the Discord when you get in there. Sign up. Come find the find the green with us over here. With, with, with that said, um, good luck, everybody, and we will see you next week for another edition of Two Lap Shootout, if you like that as the podcast name. Um, once again, good luck, everybody. We'll talk to you later. See you, see you in the green.